Everybody. Want to help support the show? Well, head on over to patreon.com slash longtimeagoradio. Even a dollar a month helps us keep the show going and gets you access to a bunch of exclusive content. Thanks. On with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of a StarWarsPodcast.com. I'm your host, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by one half of my favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas. Hello! How you doing? Doing good. Yeah. We, we survived the Star Wars Celebration uh, badge sales, so... We did! My lord, those went quick, huh? That was... They a- just uh, were gone. It was uh, it was interesting to see how fast and how everything went down because it's been different than every other celebration I've been to. Yeah, and and I think Galaxy's Edge is probably uh, to blame for a lot of that. Yeah, or maybe not. I don't. Well, maybe not. I, I maybe think... to blame is not the word. Uh, maybe like the the it was uh, a factor explanation for yeah. why they went so quick. Yeah, but we'll we'll touch touch on that a little later. But yeah, survived that. Um, just you know getting ready for the fourth of july and gonna do a fourth of july troop so looking forward to uh, going in in parade in my costume and nice you know doing fireworks in my costume and you know all that all the fun stuff that you can do in costume cool cool i'm working from home on the fourth of july yeah <laughs> but uh no that yeah that's cool cool what did uh real quick before we we should mention though becky is not here she was not feeling well and uh, we just were not going to be able to get an episode out this week just with everyone's schedules and with the 4th of July. So Alex and I just kind of decided that we would sit down, do a quick news episode, just talk about a couple things. Do it just so nobody's going you know, empty handed this week. Yeah, um, because there, there's definitely some news out there. Yeah, there's stuff to talk about. Um, and we can briefly do like our week in Star Wars kind of thing. Uh not much for me honestly um it's been mostly just like slowly trying to uh finish master and apprentice um and then i ordered all of the um the uh i almost called them lost run the limited run games uh that were re-released and that hurt my wallet <laughs> let me tell you oh I bet. <clears throat> it hurt more than i thought it was gonna hurt um but yeah, I have those coming to me. So I have the Bounty Hunter PS4 Special Edition coming. I have the Star Wars Game Boy Special Edition coming and the Star Wars NES Special Edition coming. And we'll probably do some unboxings on our YouTube channel when those come in. I don't know when they're coming in, but, you know, whenever they come. Yeah, they look really good. The packaging is awesome. I yeah, mean, they it, look cool. It's, it's, those are cool. Those are cool. Yeah. Now I have to get ready because there are still five others at some point that are coming out. Yeah, that's that's the hard part when when things like this are coming out so close to when you're going on a trip too. You got to be like, ah, what did I put the money towards? Yeah, you're like, what do I do? The good news is, I've pretty much paid for uh, uh, D23. I almost said celebration. <laughs> I've pretty much paid for D23 at this point. Um, I'm now just kind of putting extra money on top because you always you always try to budget these things, but then you never 
excuse me, you never know, right? Yeah, you, you get could, there and you're you like, can find something amazing. Yeah, you're like that hundred dollar thing is really cool, and then you end up buying it. So I'm trying to get a little extra money, like on not in to my, mention uh, in my pot. We're you know Galaxy's Edge that just that entire experience you're gonna want to buy. That I too, I'm gonna yeah. want to buy everything. I'm gonna buy. Yeah. All the food, if I can. I'm gonna buy all the drinks if I can. You know, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what did what uh, did you do? Anything Star Warsy in the last week? In the last week, Star Warsy. Um, I feel like I did. You didn't troop or anything? I can't remember. No, I did. I didn't troop. I don't know. I you know what? I I went toy hunting. Um, no luck so far looking for the uh, dr afra six inch that's out right now mm. and uh triple not zero the comic-con one that i not have the right, comic-con the, no because no i got series? that one too yeah you're looking at the six inch black series so i need to get gotcha. those for to complete my imperial collection and apparently a lot of toys are showing nice. up at ross and at tuesday morning so if you're a toy hunter go check those stores out because i've gotten super lucky at tuesday morning for black series figures for like four dollars that i never saw in the stores well I imagine it's because uh, Hasbro overprinted a lot of these. It they had weird issues where they just didn't ship them out to the stores. Like there was hmm. whole waves that never got shipped to at least my local stores. I'm talking about like my local stores in LA at the time were five targets within like a uh, ten mile radius. None of them ever got the toys, and then all of a sudden you find like full cases at Tuesday morning, or I guess it, there's another store called Five Below. Um, I guess mm-hmm. I think that's on the East Coast. And it's it's crazy how they were shipping things to only certain stores. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we have a ton of extras. Where should we send them? And then they send them a discount when they could have sold them at full price had they shipped them to all the stores. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But I'm happy I was able to find the figures for $5. It's always nice when you can save $15 per figure. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well... Should we get into the news? We actually have quite a bit to talk about this week. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Excuse me. All right, our first story comes from Jedi News. 65,000 fans attended Star Wars Celebration Chicago 2019. Uh, And I read a little bit of this ahead of time, and um, apparently that's lower than last year, which was, or not last year, but 2017, which was 70,000 attendees. And I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's due to the size of the convention center. Yeah, because Florida is massive. Florida's was so big. Like, it was ridiculously huge. I got lost the first day. Oh, yeah. I had an Uber send me to the wrong convention center at the convention <laughs> center. <laughs> yeah, because they had, like, four different buildings that were massive. And, they like, even in our building, there was, like, a volleyball tournament happening in the same building. And we never saw them. That's how big it was. It's uh, crazy. It, it, was, it was absolute insanity how big that was. Um, now, that's not to say that the Chicago building wasn't big, because it is. It was really big, but it definitely didn't feel as, as big as the, uh, the one in Orlando. But um, sixty-five thousand is still a lot of people, that's and I bet more people, people would have gone if things hadn't sold out. Because most, I think, every day except Monday basically sold out. Uh, yeah. Last year or this year. Yeah, and yeah, most of the tickets really for weird. next year have sold out. So. It was really yeah. weird the fact that they had a Monday too. I wonder if that might have been 
kind of what threw a wrench into it too. I mean, I know it was five days, but you're doing a weird preview to something that I don't think needed a preview. And then you had your final day of the convention on a day where most people are already gone. Yeah. But either way, it, it looked like you guys had a ton of fun. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Um, it was a good time. I'm really, really hyped for next year. I think next year is going to take the cake as uh, one of the best years. Which actually, you know, really quick, speaking of next year, uh, we've started planning the multi-podcast meetup, which is going to happen yeah. at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, or, or not Chicago, <laughs> Anaheim next year. So if if you just happen to be listening because you just love Star Wars podcasts and you know someone who runs a small Star Wars podcast or you yourself run a small Star Wars podcast, please uh, let them know. Have them email the show, longtimeagoradio at gmail.com, where they can contact me directly on Twitter at the Jawa Josh. We still have room for more shows. We've signed a couple of shows and we're not announcing yet um, just because of the nature of celebration and planning. Like people might back out and things uh, just because of scheduling conflicts and stuff. So we're not ready to announce all of the shows that have signed up for the multi podcast meetup because obviously, like, they might drop out and we don't want people to be upset so yeah shows probably won't get announced until yeah shows probably won't get announced until we're like a lot closer to celebration and we know for a fact like like what panels and stuff that we're all pitching have been approved and like where we're gonna be for certain things at certain times and uh you'll find out then but again uh we're starting planning like now so if you're interested um please let us know and or you know get a hold of me we have 13 months. It's going to be great. Um, all right. So I think that'll do it for that piece of news. So we uh, hope you got your badges for Star Wars Celebration. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, speaking more about Celebration, yeah, we hope you got your badges because they are gone. Uh, well, the Jedi, what's funny about the Jedi Master Passes, which is what this story is specifically about, the Jedi Master Passes were gone by the time I got in. And I got through the queue pretty quick. Which we I should got talk in in about, like 12 minutes. Let's talk about how this queue has worked because this is not the first time we've had a waiting room for celebration tickets. Uh, back in 2017, they had the same system. And back then, I went online. I think this is in 2016 to buy the tickets. I went online as soon as it went on sale and I was in a waiting room for five, six minutes. This year, how long were you in the waiting room for? Uh, I was in the waiting for like 12 to 15 minutes. It's, I that's was how in the long wa- it took me. I, it took me over half an hour Oof. just to get my tickets this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard some people were in queue for about an hour, and it was it was rough. Um, but I, I think most people who wanted to get four days got them. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you were being proactive and you knew when the tickets were going on sale, you pretty much got them. It felt uh, a hotels are like probably a, a different story, but <laughs> so hotels are just or went just as fast because as soon as the so real quick we'll, we'll just kind of give you a summary of what's sold out. Jedi Master packages or badges are sold out. Four day passes sold out. Saturday adult passes sold out. Friday passes sold out. So you're really limited as to what you can get right now. Um, but the hotels also went up that same day at 10 a.m. So I hopped on as soon as I could as soon as it you know went live. And there were already 2,000 people ahead of me. And this is like 20 seconds into the waiting room for that. Oh, yeah. So, and you hopped in a few, like, a few seconds after me, and you're at, what, like 6,000 people? Yeah, it was like 8,000 or that. something. Yeah. yeah. So we were lucky enough to get rooms, but, I mean, all the hotels that I was hoping to get 
uh, were already booked. So yeah. we have something preliminary, but one thing that we suggest is once August hits of this year, if you have a preferred hotel, go to their website directly and take a look because they will be opening up hotel rooms for August 2020 this year, this August. So you may be paying full price, but you're, uh, it'll be easier to try to get a room that way. Yeah. Like you, you won't get the uh, celebration discount or whatever they give for the blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a lot of people are going to cancel. I know that we're yes. probably going to cancel at least one of the reservations that mm-hmm. all of us made. And so keep an eye on the celebration website because they might reopen a lot of those rooms and those blocks. And you might be lucky enough to actually snag one before they announce anything. So if you're, if you're still hurting for a hotel room, I would recommend watching that thing like a hawk, like every day. And then, like you said, uh, when August rolls around, trying to book um, uh, a hotel room, not necessarily in the celebration block, but just normal hotel room um, around then. You probably are going to be a little more expensive just because they, like, I mean, Disneyland hotels are always kind of a little bit expensive, but it's going to be especially more expensive this year because of Disneyland and because of Celebration. So, I mean, if you want to go, uh, I don't know what to tell you. We, like, Alex and I usually drop, a, like, a, like more than $1,000 just to go, every, like, you know, every year. At least I do, like, yeah. in plane tickets and convention tickets and stuff it's, it's expensive so another thing you can do too is yeah. if you are booking your room through the celebration block of rooms and you find a room that you like that's you know acceptable but it's not the one you want book it now you're not paying up front you don't have to pay until i think a week before and they actually have a uh a, what do you call it? a um let me find what it is sorry about that uh they have like a a wait list for certain hotels so what you'll do is you book the hotel that you want, and then you're going to email starwars at connectionhousing.com. In that email, they want you to put down the reservation that you have, plus the hotel that you're looking for and the dates. So as people are starting to drop out and cancel their reservations, they're going to be pulling from that list first. So yeah. as soon as I booked my hotel, I emailed them saying, hey, I want to try to get the Hilton. I gave them the dates. Again, I'm still going to try to book... In, in August of this year to try to get for next year. But at least now there's two ways, you know, trying to help you to get the hotel room as opposed to just one. You're not guaranteed anything, but it does help to do that. Mm-hmm. And if, for sure. Yeah, and if you did not get the celebration tickets that you wanted, make sure that you uh, check starwarscelebration.com uh, slash buy slash light ticket exchange. So light ticket is the official reseller of the tickets for star wars celebration so if you miss on the four day any of the friday or saturday badges make sure you check the website out and people will be posting the the, you know the badges there legitimately as opposed to going to like ebay or StubHub. right so right now the tickets are not open yet but you can at least put your email in there say which ones you're looking for and they'll let you know when they become available so if you don't have a four day you're not screwed yet yeah, if That's you missed out, yeah. you're not stuck. There's still a way for you to go to Celebration. Uh, still speaking of convention stuff, but not Celebration stuff, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up. What month is Comic-Con in, actually? This I don't month? Know. It is July of this month. Oh, this month. So we oh, are, Lord. as of recording, we're looking at about 16 days away from San Diego Comic-Con 2019. So the big mm. convention of the West Coast is 
days away. So we hope that you got your tickets. Hope that you have a hotel room because at this point, you're going to need a miracle to get in. Yeah. I'm not going this year, thank God. Uh, <laughs> Same for me. We're, I'm, I'm excited yeah. to do D23 Expo, but the Lucasfilm Pavilion is always super fun to go check out, and they have a yeah. ton of vendors inside again. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the things that are going to be in the Lucasfilm Pavilion. Specifically, we're not going to go into like tons of detail about this stuff, but I'm just going to run down the list, and uh, people can look up uh, these you know, all the exclusives and all the things that everybody's going to have on their own time. So Beeline Creative Incorporated will be there with licensed drinkware and barware, including tiki mugs. Woo. Uh, Cherry Tree Incorporated will have hardware or, uh, hardware and software company delivering unique experiences. I don't know what that is, but okay. Delray and Penguin and Random House, p- publishers of Star Wars books, novels, and audiobooks, and I'm sure they're going to have some sort of exclusive alternate cover. They always do. I believe so, they have uh, Thrawn... Um, Thrawn Treason. The they Thrawn have a book. they have an exclusive yeah. cover and an exclusive audiobook version. So check them out as soon as you get there. Yeah, and those go quick. So if you want them, you have to you have to make that like your thing. You know. All right. Uh, designed by humans, officially licensed apparel for men, women, and children. So there might be some exclusive shirts and things like that. Disney Publishing Worldwide, publishers of Star Wars books aimed at children. So you might be able to get some free Star Wars stuff for your kids. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games, publisher of role-playing board board and card games. I wonder if they'll be selling stuff this time. <laughs> they have been actually. Like, Fantasy Flight was like there again at at celebration this year, but they actually learned their lesson and were actually selling product. Oh, good. Um, and not only that, they were selling exclusive product. Nice. So, yeah, they had like an exclusive Darth Vader for Star Wars Legion that you could buy, and then they were demoing. Um, a game that actually just came out, and maybe I'll pick up at some point, uh, Star Wars Smuggler's Run. Uh, so they were doing that. So yeah, if you want to go like check out Star Wars Destiny or pick up you know, other Star Wars card games, board games, things like that, they'll be there. Fan Wraps, officially licensed automotive and home decor accessories. Fetch for pets, officially licensed pet products. Her Universe, we all know Her Universe. Come they on. have awesome stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll have more awesome stuff. Uh, heroes and villains officially licensed apparel um that's another booth you're going to want to go to early because heroes and villains sometimes give does a t-shirt giveaways and they bring limited amount of items to their booth too so they do sell out fast yeah so if you want that stuff i mean look it up and if you want something they got some they got some cool stuff uh liadro i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly uh, they make ceramic figurines, so if you want some ceramic Star Wars figurines, there you go. Nixon, officially licensed Star Wars-inspired watches, OtterBox, licensed phone cases and battery packs, pop-minded by Hallmark, uh, giftware, keepsake ornaments, plush toys and greeting cards, Regal Robot Incorporated, officially licensed themed furniture, ornaments, and collectibles. Regal Robot stuff is awesome. It really is. Uh, they had the Emperor chair at Celebration. That's like two grand. Uh, yeah i wouldn't mind having one of those oh how was it is it comfortable i don't remember i think she said it was pretty comfortable but uh rock love jewelry officially licensed jewelry bland uh, bland brand (laughs) uh stance high quality socks they do make cool socks uh stern pinball officially licensed pinball machine and accessories t turtle officially licensed shirts a lot of shirts tom's shoes releasing a new line of star wars shoes sunglasses apparel and handbags tops trading cards 
Star Wars autographs and more, and then Trends International, which will have posters, paper, craft, calendars, giftware, and more. So lots of Star Wars stuff to buy at Comic-Con. And if you want it, get to it. Um, and we actually have some of the exclusives that you're going to be able to get. Oh, my goodness. And these are um, a lot of these booths are not in the Lucasfilm Pavilion. They're going to be kind of spread out through the convention. So you're going to have to kind of, you know, uh, what do you call it? Booth hop. And mm-hmm. plan out where you want to go, figure out where you want to try to get tickets for. Some of these are going to be part of the exclusive drawings that you have to enter now. Uh, so make sure you check mm-hmm. your Comic-Con portal now to make sure that you can even try to get some of these. Because they will sell out. Yeah. There's some really um, cool things here. The, yeah, the action figures are specifically really cool. Um, the special edition uh, Darth Vader looks super weird but kind of oh, cool the con the uh the prototype <clears throat> figure yeah yeah um, that's gonna be a comic-con exclusive yeah. also apparently some of them are gonna end up at target.com sometime after the convention too mm, there you go uh the boba fett looks so cool yes the the kenner boba fett figure looks awesome um Let's see what else. What else? They're gonna have a mouse droid Hot Wheel. There's gonna be exclusive Funkos, so you gotta, you know, gotta do all your your Funkoing. Funkoing, yeah. Um, Did you see the uh, Diamond Select uh, Concept Sand Trooper mini bust? Yes. Isn't that Looks cool? Looks very cool. A lot of cool stuff. They always have a lot of cool like Comic Con exclusives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can get. Uh, and if you want to see the whole list, you can go over to StarWars.com. Just search for San Diego Comic-Con 2019. They have a whole thing breaking down all of the cool shirts and the pop figures and the and the, all the other weird things um, that are pretty cool. Yeah, and they and just like last year, uh, Hasbro is doing a, a uh, action figure set similar to the Afro one, but it's Luke Skywalker in three different outfits. So it's him in the Stormtrooper disguise from Episode 4. X-Wing Pilot from 4 and 5, and then Jedi Knight from Return of the Jedi. So that's, that's a nice cool box set. set. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the colors and the choices. Um, Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm kind of glad I'm not going to Comic-Con because I'd want to spend all my money on this before uh, D23. I know. And we have D23, like, next Literally month? Oh, my God. Weeks, weeks after. We are yeah. 20 days away. Less than Six 60 days away. away. Yeah. It's coming up. Yeah, it is. Uh, Star Wars joins the landmark Marvel Comics issue number 1000. Uh, So this massive celebratory comic will feature a new tale from far, far away. From what I understand, uh, this is the thousandth comic that Marvel has ever produced. Yeah, it's going to be like an anthology of different stories in it. Yeah, and I, from what I understand, each page, like each page, gets a story. There's a whole story on each page. So Star Wars will have one page, yes, one page story about Vader. Yeah, just kind of neat. I think that's a neat idea. And has eighty, uh, each page contributed by one of eighty creative teams, uh, and will include the large legacy of the company Star Wars Comics. So that's pretty neat. I might actually have to go pick up one of those. It's because it seems kind of neat to have, you know. Well, and if you take a look at the the cover on uh, Marvel.com, it's really really cool because it's a collection of the just like the different superheroes, 
and they're kind of in they're in in different areas of their costume, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Nice. And it's all cool, Marvel characters, cool, but the cool. fact that you're bringing Star Wars into you know the whole Marvel comics yeah. issue one thousand is really really cool. I mean, Marvel has a long history with mm-hmm. Star Wars comics. Yep. Uh, the like they were the there was only like the 15 18 year period of uh you know the the with like the birth of the eu that uh dark horse had the license yeah so um so yeah it's pretty neat uh comics a new team is set to bring marvel star wars closer to the events of the empire strikes back so they're finally going to get out of the uh four like after four beginning of five time period that the star wars main series has been on they're slowly getting closer to empire strikes back and i think they're gonna soon tick over into the between five and six era which would be nice because it feels at some point it's like how much room do we really have here you know Mm -hmm. um but anyway uh it's going to be written by greg pack and done by artist phil notto um kieran gillian has been helming it but he uh i guess he's still working on dr affer right now um and i think he's wrapping up but there actually we have an official quote from starwars.com beginning with issue 68 which opens the rebels and rogues arc we'll find out what happens prior to to vader launching his hunt for luke skywalker the story finds luke and his friends launching a desperate mission to keep the empire from finding the new rebel base and sees our heroes off on three off on a three-pronged attack han and leia go undercover in a noir world of romance and danger which sounds awesome Woo. luke and r2 face off against the ex ex executorin sure a single x-wing <laughs> and chewie and 3po uh, <laughs> As unlikely as Star Wars duo can be, team up for their own adventure. Dream come true. Uh, and then uh, Pack said at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, I'm trying to write the Star Wars movie that I'd want to see. Which I believe this comic, which is coming out on July 10th, will have an exclusive variant cover at San Diego Comic-Con. So if you're a variant well, cover sure. hunter, go. I forgot where it is, but it's somewhere on the floor gonna take you like two hours to walk the whole floor you know from side to side but you'll find it mm-hmm. all right star wars galaxy's edge at capacity within an hour at disneyland which we should mention uh, Ju- it took less yeah we, it, june oh. 24th was the first day that galaxy's edge was open to the general public no yeah. more entry reservations from this point on yeah so it took less than an hour before people were turned away from star wars galaxy's edge on monday the first day it was open to full public at Disneyland in Anaheim. Guests would be allowed to come back at a later time in the day with a boarding party or a virtual queue, but the land was packed almost immediately. The immensely popular attraction was even opened 30 minutes early at 7.30 a.m., and by 8.20 a.m., no more walk-ins were allowed. Even before Galaxy's Edge was at its max, the wait for the ride... The, the wait for the ride for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, that was written weird, was already title. at three hours, <laughs> according to the official Disneyland app. By 10 a.m., the wait was down to 40 minutes. Star Wars Land had a soft opening beginning May 31st with the reservation system. You, basically, if you if you go to Star Wars Land, you can walk right in now. But um, Yeah, that's crazy. And it's funny, I don't know if you've seen all these like weird articles where they're like, 
oh, like no one's going to Galaxy's Edge. And I'm like, Come yeah, on. it's and it's like, and it's like seriously, you can't just go on face value. You're you have a ton of passes blocked out right now. Disneyland is more expensive than it has ever been. And you have to keep in mind the fact that a lot of people are like, oh my god, Star Wars is coming. We need to avoid it for a while. Which I know a lot of my friends are doing that too. Yeah. It's it's not that no one wants to go. It's that everyone was a little scared and there's so many other factors aside from no one wants to see Star Wars. People want to do Star Wars, believe me. You should hear about how much of their stuff has uh, been sold out. Like, they're backlogged. They're not getting certain things in stock again until September of October this year. Like, people are fans. Yeah. No, it's it. It was like a slash film article or something. It was stupid. I I and uh, like all, it didn't even like think about what it, any of the explanations were. Like what you said, where it's like people might like kind of be afraid to even go near it because of the crowds, which the crowds are crazy. I've seen so many pictures of like people at it, and there's lots of people. I don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> you know. Um, and then on top of that, it doesn't account for the fact that I, I believe like tons of days for annual pass holders are still blacked out. Yep. They just Uh, kind of opened up. They can't even go. They just opened up a few, uh, annual pass holder. uh, What do you call it? Like, a you can bring a guest to the park for $99 ticket deal and all that, like just to kind of bring people in. But it's funny because it says, but if your annual pass is blocked out that day, you can buy a discounted ticket for yourself. So, I mean, it, they're, they're still not open to everybody. I think once you have a lot of those annual pass holders back in the park, it's going to get crowded. I think you have to remember, too, that opening up Galaxy's Edge allows for a lot more people to be in the park. So that also means a lot more people are spread out in the park. Sure. It's not like you're just keeping everyone in that one land. There's a ton of people in the park. They may not be everywhere that you are, but there's, that park holds a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think the whole, like, oh, is it a... I saw a video today that's like, is Galaxy's Edge a flop? I'm like, get out of here with that. Like, I hate when people, like, see an article that, like, doesn't really have any basis, and then they, like, base an entire video, like, around a sentence yeah. out of context to, like, get people all riled up, and it's like, guys, stop. Stop it. Well, and it's I think fine. you have to think about, too, is you had a lot of people... When, when Harry Potter first opened up in the United States, the only place he could go was Orlando. Tons of people were going to Orlando. Everybody went. Yeah. Then they opened it up in California. Less people went. Why? Because a lot of people had already gone to Orlando. We're, Orlando's getting their own version in a few months. Sure. So there's, there's people that are definitely on the East Coast saying, well, why do we want to rush over to Disneyland, spend all that extra money to deal with you know the crowds and the money and the travel and everything? When we can wait a little bit and do ours, which is going to be identical in a few months. So right there, you're already splitting the amount of people that would rush from one theme park to the other, like straight down the middle. Yeah. Which is probably really good, too, because it allows a lot more people to enjoy and actually be able to walk through it without having to see, you know, all the crazy lines and just it it becomes too much of a hassle and can't enjoy it. So I think what they did with opening the two sides around the same time is a really good plan. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait to go, man. I'm I'm super I had, excited. I had lunch with a I had lunch with a friend today, and she was telling me like she went like last week, and she was telling me all about it. I was like, oh my god. So well, she t- she's like, you're gonna love it. And one of the really cool things that they've done is uh, the Disneyland YouTube channel uh, put out a video called "Know Before You Go," 
planning visits to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. And they kind of tell you what to expect. They have a whole boarding pass system where the land is you know, uh, filled to capacity. You're given a boarding pass. It tells you when you can go back. And if you want to do either Savi's Workshop for the lightsabers or Olga's Cantina to drink, they have a separate reservation system that opens up every day at 7 a.m. So you can reserve everything you want to do, at least in those two spots, starting at 7 a.m., the day that you're visiting only. And keep in mind that you're going to be prepaying for the lightsaber. And for every person that you book for the cantina, if you or they don't show up, you're going to be charged $10. So one nice thing about that is if you're actually making a reservation, that means you're going to go. One thing that Disney had to deal with in the past was a lot of people making reservations. Nobody would go. And then all of a sudden, you know, it kind of throws everything off because they're expecting all these people. They tell people they can't have dinner now. And it's it's a nice system that they have set up in place. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited just to go walk. Like, I want to touch the walls. I'm going to bring my battery so my phone doesn't die because I want to hack everything. I want to drink blue milk and green milk and then have them mixed. I want to buy the sipper. I mean, I, I'm so, so excited. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I'm so excited, too. I'm, I, I'm, I'm ready of, to try I'll the admit, blue milk. I'm kind of scared because my wallet's going to cry. Yeah. I'm pre-buying that lightsaber now that I know that I can do that. When mm-hmm. we like, I mean, do we have to... We're getting up early that day anyway. We're going to eat breakfast. We're going to reserve lightsabers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the park is opening at 8 o'clock. My guess is I'll be up at, like, 6 a.m., yeah. you know, taking a shower. And as soon as 7 a.m. hits, we'll do reservations I, for lightsabers and bar and all yeah. that fun. I get up at 6 a.m. every day, so that will not be a problem for me. And if we have to do the oh. bar at 9 a.m., we do the bar at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, Lily, like when she went, she was there opening day, and she got bar reservations at like 8 a.m. She's like, guess I'm drinking at 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do, we'll do what we have to, but we'll we'll make it work. We're there for a couple days, so it'll be fine. We've got time. Yeah. Um. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order extended gameplay released. So uh, if you watch the gameplay from E3, they actually released a longer demo that's almost half an hour. Uh, and it shows the entire ad at sequence from the trailer. Shows a lot more of... Um, God, why am I forgetting his name? Saw Gerrera. Shows a bit of the traversal. Shows the star map because apparently this game is a lot like Metroid, where you can go back and forth between planets at will, and you I like solve that. puzzles and stuff. Yeah. So, and that that kind of stuff wasn't apparent in the in the uh, initial demo. That was like stuff that kind of got said afterward. Um, so that when they did this extended demo, you can tell they like made a an effort to um, basically like you know show that off be like look it's not a lie here's the star map like look we have conversations like look you you go off on the off the beaten path and like solve puzzles and fight stuff like look you know but it 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 looks awesome i can't wait it's gonna be great um i imagine we're gonna see more at pax which is coming up next month i believe um I'm wondering but, if they're going to have a booth at D23. I'm going to go ahead and say no. Well, but, I, I know that Disney Interactive has had stuff in the past, but is Disney Interactive still a thing anymore? No, Disney Interactive doesn't exist so, anymore. So I'm wondering um, if you'll... It hasn't existed for... A while, right? Boy, I want to say like a decade almost. Um, long time. Um, but 
Lucasfilm Games Group still exists, but they're like a licensing party, basically. Well, um, if that, we're getting that... The Simpsons at D23, we'll probably get some video game stuff, too. I mean, I'm not doubting that we might get some video game stuff. I just don't know that they would show Jedi off there. Like, it doesn't seem like... Yeah. The... D twenty three is not really the audience for that game. Pax is the audience for that game, so I feel like they would they'll probably go and show off whatever they're going to show off at Pax and not D twenty three. Yeah, the hard the the more hardcore. Yeah. If folk. if anything, I feel like Lego will have a more substantial presence. <laughs> like Lego Skywalker Saga would have a more substantial presence at something like D twenty three. It'll have I would a be small okay with presence that. at Pax, but. I feel like Jet like Pax is a very like hardcore gamer show, and I feel like Jedi Fallen Order sort of falls into that umbrella. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably be where they show it. Um, last news story before we get down to Creature of the Week: new Amazon exclusive Star Wars Funko Pop launching for Prime Day. So Prime Day is taking place on July fifteenth and the sixteenth. I want to say fifteenth and ending at midnight Pacific time on July seventeenth. So Sunday at midnight is when it starts. Bunch of stuff's going to be on sale. It's basically going to be Black Friday in July. Um, so if you've been eyeing a bunch of stuff on your Amazon wish list, you know, uh, keep an eye on your, or keep an eye on Prime Day. I'm 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 trying not to spend a lot of money right now, but I'm going to peek at my wish list and see if anything gets like, you know, substantially discounted. Um, just in case. Well, but, and this this uh, exclusive Funko with. Uh... Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon is actually pretty cool. Oh yeah, for sure. It it's uh it's like uh the it's the pop Han Solo and he's sitting in the side the the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon sticking out, ships all short and all that. It looks cool. Um, it's ten inches wide, thirteen inches long, five inches tall. So it's pretty big. It's gonna be like one of those big box ones. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want this, you're gonna have to. You're going to have to be up at midnight on the 14th because it's going to go quick. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be one of the uh, ones that sells out really fast. Yeah, Funko exclusives usually sell out uh, real quick. And then at about 12.05 a.m., you'll see about 50 of them on eBay. So. <laughs> I know. You you probably will. That's a given. Yeah. <laughs> All right, real quick. Should we do Creature of the Week? Let's do it. Oochabuck. They want a wonder. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. <laughs> Our Creature of the Week is the Pelikiki. Pelikiki? Yeah. Uh, Pelikiki were a species of bird that lived on the rivers of the planet Naboo, along with their duck and quad duck cousins. Thanks to their expansion... Okay, that was a new sentence, sorry. Along with their duck and quad cousins. Thanks to their expandable throat pouch, I almost said throat punch, the fish-eating waterfowl could scoop up their prey while hunting. Although adapted although adapted to the large-scale presence of Nabooian humans, who sometimes fed on them for pleasure. <laughs> the pelikiki... Pal- <laughs> not even sustenance, just pleasure. The Pelikiki remained untamed and were still easily frightened by abrupt movements. So they're like, you know, they're geese. They're space geese. They're space geese that were eaten for pleasure, which I yeah. don't want to know why. Not sustenance. Yeah. <laughs> they have some sort of, like, aphrodisiac or something in them. Something, I mean, I can't think of any animal we eat now for pleasure. 
Like, it's usually because we're hungry. I don't know. Yeah. That's a great description, though. And the best I'm part is... hungry. It, it's just a... It must have been a Legends thing, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that's part of the Legends tab right there. Uh, it is a, it is a Legends oh, thing. Yeah. Or at least I read from the Legends tab, so... I don't know. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this show. If you'd like to follow me personally, you can find me on Twitter at the Jawa Josh. Uh, and since Becky's not here, I'll give you the rest of the deets. You can follow the show at LTA underscore radio on Twitter. Um, again, if you or someone you know runs a small Star Wars podcast and you're going to Star Wars Celebration 2020, please DM me on Twitter. Uh, if you would like to be a part of the multi-podcast meetup event. We are currently planning it. We have shows signed up, ready to go, and we're working on it right now. So if you want to get out on the ground floor, please let me know. Alex, where can the folks find you? They can find me on Instagram uh, at dapper underscore fet. Make sure you follow our Instagram for the podcast at LTA underscore radio. Also, Facebook.com slash long time ago radio. Make sure you're following one or the other, or if not both because we got our first shipment of our um, D23 Expo swag, which we, we teased a picture on our uh, social media account. So if you're a fan of Captain Rex from the original Star Tours ride, we have something for you, and that's not the only thing we're going to have. So you know, follow us. If you're going to the convention, you're going to have some really cool things, and these are things that we made ourselves exclusive to the podcast just for you. Nice tight tight yeah all right that's gonna do it everybody may the force be with you goodbye See ya.